Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Practice Squad Jobber podcast. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host, Joel. And today we got some wrestling news. Yep. So we've got to cover, like, the past few weeks of stuff that's going on. So there's going to be kind of a lot, but there's some big stuff in here. So I think our last show, we kind of, you know, glossed over, like, a month. And then it's only been, like, a week and a half from that. And we've got tons of news to cover. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Uh, let's go ahead and start with WWE news. So, on the top of my list, I had Zelina Vega is reportedly going to return. She got released a month ago now. Over, you know, they were just staying and all that, and uh, hopefully she's going to be going back. How do you feel about that? Uh, for me, and I, I saw this posted on Twitter, uh, one of the wrestling Twitter accounts that I follow, and they asked for opinions. And for me, it's honestly whatever makes Zelina happy, whatever makes Tia happy. She's uh, she's very talented. I mean, she's big in the cosplay community. She's big in the Twitch gaming community. She's a fantastic wrestler. She's a fantastic wrestling manager slash valet. I mean, I feel like there isn't there isn't anything that she can't do. Um, I hope that when she comes back, she's able to find a middle ground with WWE as far as the Twitch streaming goes. And uh, I I would like if it makes her happy to be back there because now that they're doing the Dark Father gimmick with Alistair and that I'm happy that they started doing that again after taking a week off. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes sense. She's gonna want to work with where her husband is. I just hope that they can find a middle ground. Um, and we haven't seen anything. We haven't seen any solid black and white evidence, though, that she is returning. Uh, she was spotted at the mm-hmm. Performance Center. Um, that was as much as I saw on it. Um, so it could just be, you know, wrestling media reading into things like they do a lot. Um, but whatever makes her happy. My question is, like, I don't know what her role would be, right? Because, you know, before she left, she was kind of just managing Andrade and then they broke up and stuff. So. If she does come back, I I wonder what she's going to be doing. If it'll be more in-ring or, you know, she'll go back to just managing someone. I have an idea. If I was in WWE Creative, I would pitch Zelina Vega to be, like, the nemesis or the yin to the yang of Fiend Alexa Bliss. Mm, I think that could work. So that that's where I would go with it. What about you? Uh... Man, I don't. I honestly feel like just have her in ring. We we didn't really get to see like a lot of her in her last run, so maybe give her a chance to compete with a lot of people that she didn't get to. You know, I don't think she worked a lot with like Charlotte. You know, Sasha, Oscar. You know, she would have short matches here and there, but seeing her actually be a full time in ring talent would be pretty cool. In my Right, and it's not like she can't go. I mean, we, from what we've been able to see, Zelina is extremely talented in ring. Um, so we'll see if, if there's anything to this. Usually, sometimes when there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. it's just a grandfather smoking a cigarette on the patio. So we will see. Yeah. All right, so speaking of someone returning, let's talk about someone taking some time off, and that is Bray Wyatt. We haven't seen him since... 
WrestleMania. I think uh, people were just kind of assuming he was gonna like he was his thing with Alexa was kind of con- gonna continue because you know kind of just he was in the ring, he just stood there, and then the lights went out or whatever at WrestleMania. So turns out he's taking time off. So that's why Alexa's kind of had a shift in her character and taking over the Firefly Funhouse. Now, do we know if he's taking personal time off or if it's due to injury? Now, the report said that he was taking personal time off due to the passing of uh, Brody Lee, that he's having like a tough time with that. But I don't know how much people want to read into that because you know how these wrestling websites like to get. Uh, you know, usually a lot of people take time off during after WrestleMania anyways. Like, you know, we've seen Sasha doing that as well. So I would expect it just to be simple taking time off after the year. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't read into it personally. Yeah, because he wasn't he wasn't involved too much in the build to Mania. It was like little spots here and there, but you weren't seeing him wrestle. Um, so I wonder if he's got some nagging injuries that are included in this time off. Like, just needs a break. Um, Storylines kind of going up in flames right now. Obviously, WWE wants to center that storyline mm-hmm. around Alexa. Um, so. Yeah, I hope in this time off that Bray's able to clear his head, able to recover from whatever is nagging at him, and that we come that we see him come back fresh. Because I enjoy Bray Wyatt when he's at the top of his game. Yeah, and especially you know every time he kind of takes some time off and he comes back, he comes back with something new. So I hope he comes back with something different mm-hmm. and exciting. Uh, so you know on this show we like. Uh, like WrestleMania season, I was all in on Natalia and Tamina winning the Women's Tag Team Championships, and they did it on Friday Night SmackDown. They they won. They beat uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jackson. They won the Women's Tag Team Championship. Listen, I was excited because you know Tamina's been with the company for so long. She hadn't had any championship wins. I I don't know where it goes from here with it, like character wise or anything. But listen, I feel like it was just just do kind of perfect timing, you know. Uh, so what do you think about this? I don't understand. If you're going to do this, why not do it at WrestleMania? Why not have that moment for Tamina, Natalia, and the fans? Because the fans were behind them that match, which took me by surprise. Um, so I just, yeah. why wait? And why do it on a SmackDown with the Thunderdome? Why not wait until, you know, we'll get into this later, when live crowds return? And have it then like i just mm-hmm. it i don't understand the timing i guess because we're like what a month a month removed from wrestlemania i feel like the way the match was going they could have called it on the fly you know and said you know what go ahead and have an italian to me. Uh, but you know i guess that's how it is you know they're set in stone on certain things and then they always pull the trigger late <laughs> that's just what wwe yep. does so. Um, let's talk about WrestleMania backlash. So, <clears throat> not a lot really happened. I think all the champions uh, retained their titles pretty much, except for the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. And Dominic and Rey Mysterio won the SmackDown Tag Team Championships the first time a father and son have held championships together in WWE. It was kind of a big moment, right? We were kind of expecting this uh, since Dominic uh, debuted. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was really cool. Yeah, um, and Rey Mysterio was my favorite wrestler growing up. He's my favorite wrestler of all time. So you'd think that I'd be super stoked about this, but it's just I don't have any faith in WWE when it comes to their tag team division. 
I mean, the tag team championship titles, they've basically been to just try to create a moment and then it's forgotten about. It's, that's what I think is going to happen here. Uh, I just, I want to be proven wrong. I, I want them to do something with this. I want them to invest into their tag team division again. And I want Ray and Dominic to have a run here where they're putting on the great matches that we know they can have. Because it's not like Dominic can't go. It's not like Ray needs to work 80% of the match to Dominic's 20. I mean, it's Dominic is a heck of a young wrestler in his own right. So put him up against these teams that, you know, can have those matches. And I just... There's so much that you can do with these guys. I just, I hope they do right by, by Ray and Dominic. And I just, I see this ending up in a son turning on his father feud. And we'll see if they do that right as well. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we see a spark in the tag team division. I know SmackDown has a bunch of talented teams. I think next week we see the Usos returning to action against the Street Profits. So there's a bunch of tag teams they can go against that'll be good matches if they get the time. You know, WWE has a weird thing with tag teams, but uh, hopefully it turns out well. And the thing is, yeah, and the thing is, we've been waiting for them to invest into the tag team division for probably two years now. I mean, the last time you really saw them invest in the tag team division was the New Day versus Usos feud, which was fantastic. But then after that, it's just you put a couple single stars together, they run through the tag teams, then they get bored with that. You know, a tag team will go over for three weeks and then you you put two more single stars together and then they run through all the tag teams again. And it's just rinse and repeat. Something happened at WrestleMania Backlash. Kind of sucks. Um, the Miz was reportedly injured. I think they said he tore his ACL. Um, we know the Miz isn't a guy that gets injured a lot. I think this is probably going to be his first major injury of his career. Uh, man, it just sucks that he's going to have to miss some time. This was their one silver lining to their awful zombies taking over backlash storyline where Miz and Morrison get eaten by zombies and quote unquote killed. Um, Miz tore his ACL. You know, he's he's out for a year so he can, you know, you can do whatever with this storyline. Uh, I'm guessing it was, you know, one off storyline. Um, but yeah, it, it sucks because y- you see how good the Miz has gotten, especially from you know his diva search hosting days. I mean, the guy is the guy's incredible. He's a great talent. Whether you like him or hate him, he he grabs the mic. He grabs your attention. Uh, always looks good. His matches are always solid. Uh, the they put the WWE title on him as a transition champion. Fine. But I just, I think that when Miz comes back, it's, I hope that they have something for him. Because I, I feel like we still haven't even seen the best of the Miz and that there is more to him. And there is more to his character. And uh, I, I really hope they do right by him when he comes back. Yeah, and I know he posted like a few weeks before he got injured. He was talking about how he like got in the best shape of his career. Um, cause you know, uh, it's just, yeah. it's a sucky situation, but hopefully he comes back and he's able to, to do something major. Uh, hopefully they use him in a bigger way than just being in the tag team. Um, so speaking of army of the dead did a promo, they brought zombies to WWE and, um, talk about AEW setting wrestling back 30 years. Uh, 
this took him back a century. <laughs> yep, this uh this was a thing that happened. Um and this is why I struggle getting people to getting other people that I care about into watching wrestling because they ask me why I love it so much and there's a bunch of reasons, but I mean I would not show anybody WWE right now if I was trying to get them into wrestling. Um, it's just, yeah. it, it's bad. It's, it, it's so bad. And uh, I, I don't have much more to add to it. All right. So WWE had like another wave of releases. Um, so they mm-hmm. released Velveteen Dream, Alexander Wolf, EJ Naduka, Skylar Torrey, who's also known as Brandy Lauren, uh, Vanessa Bourne, Jessamyn Duke, Kavita Devi, and referees Drake Wirtz and Jake Clemens. These kind of like came out of nowhere. Um, I didn't. I don't think anybody was like expecting these releases to happen. There's like a few big names in here. Um, I don't know. It's crazy. I know Velveteen Dream. Oh man, what a what a story there. His fall from grace has kind of been like massive, right? Yeah, and you you saw WWE trying to get behind him, trying to push him back up, mm-hmm. and fans just completely rejected it. Uh, they tried it a couple times, and I, I think they've finally seen that's not going anywhere. Fans don't want to see him compete. They don't want to see him in shows. They don't want to see him in prominent roles. Um, so they, they finally cut the dead weight, and he's gone from... WWE. I had seen a report that these cuts were supposed to happen a week after the Black Thursday of this year. Mm -hmm. Um, But for whatever reason ended up getting drawn out to recently. What do you think about Velveteen Dream getting cut? It was like a long time coming to be honest. Uh, I expected it as soon as like the stuff came out. Um, You know they tried to bring him back a few times and it just didn't work. I feel like he's going to have a lot of trouble finding uh, work outside of WWE. But um, let's let's talk about, like, some surprises here. Because Alexander Wolf, like, that surprised the yep. heck out of me. I did not expect to see his name on this list. And I think apparently he said he's not released, but his contract is just going to run out. Um, but, man, I thought he was doing, like, good work with uh, Imperium and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't – I wonder what happened there. Yeah, he, he did good work with Sanity when Sanity was a thing. And then – with Imperium and mm-hmm. just, I don't know, maybe he wants, like he said, his contract is running out. Um, maybe he just chose not to resign, wants to test the waters elsewhere. And if so, I mean, good on him. I mean, I will never fault a, fault a wrestler or any talent in any industry for betting on themselves. And if that's what he's doing here, good for him. Um, because it, WWE, the peak that they see for him is a side character. Let's talk about uh, a couple of these names first. We've got um, we, we got Skylar Story, who is somebody I think wrestling Twitter really wants to see more of. Um, not sure if she's if she got a got a shot. If there's just nothing behind the scenes. Um, if she struggles, I I don't know. I haven't really seen any of her matches. I know Shotzi Blackheart is a big um is a big backer of Skylar Story, aka Brandy Lauren. Um, Vanessa Bourne. I mean, you can't tell me that there isn't any talent there. Um, so we'll see where yeah. she ends up. Jessamine Duke. I saw at an NXT live event, and she was green, but I mean that was a couple years ago, and. 
I guess this means that they're not going to do the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen thing. Uh, she would have been a she would have been a decent part of that with the women's uh, four horsewomen. And uh, we're with Jessamyn Duke getting cut. Is that the nail in the coffin for that storyline that fans had been waiting for for so long? Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, I know <clears throat> Marina Shafir, she got like, her looks different now. Uh, I guess she was able to evolve. I think uh, Jessamyn probably just wasn't able to like catch on with, you know, the style, everything that involves um, being a WWE superstar, um, like, you know, promos and stuff like that. But yeah, I think it's done. Um and also, I think Ronda getting finally getting pregnant probably just told them, you know what, she's probably not going to come back anytime soon. So why face someone? That's what we're going to have her for. And if they do decide to do the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen thing, they can sign her to another contract later. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure how much work Jessamyn Duke's going to get outside of this. Um, I know she's currently involved with Shayna Baszler's YouTube videos uh, where they explain MMA, which is really interesting. Mm -hmm. I could definitely. I definitely recommend going to see that. Um, so she does a good job there. She kind of, she, she, she's kind of Shayna's body bag, but I mean, it, it is fun to watch. And then when you get into the other cuts, you got Drake Wirtz, who, uh, done reports, uh, I, I guess we won't get into it too much, but missed an event to be at a, I don't remember if it was a Trump rally or if it was it, it was something. He he skipped work. It was a uh like a, a city council meeting, I think. Yeah, I, I I don't remember all the details. I just remember um he he didn't have a lot of friends backstage after that event. Um, I'm sure you can find it online if you want to look into it. Uh, but yeah, is all mm -hmm. those cuts? I mean, I've seen two of these people live. I've seen Velveteen Dream and Jessamyn Duke live. And it, it, it does suck in the case of Velveteen mm -hmm. Dream because of the talent that that guy had. But when you decide to be a a shit human outside of wrestling, yeah, we're getting to the point where fans just, they're not putting up with it anymore. They're able to separate character and person. And like in the case of Hulk Hogan, where people like my dad who grew up with Hulk Hogan you know, still hang on to, oh, it's Hulk Hogan and can't separate themselves from the character. The fans of today, they don't give a damn. If you are a terrible person outside of your character, your character will be rejected yeah. because of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, one person I feel like is going to have some suitors is Vanessa Bourne. I like I've seen star in her. Um in NXT, and, and, and only, like, the flashes I've seen of her, um, I could see her going to, like, MLW or an Impact and doing some things there, but I think I think we'll be seeing her uh, a lot more. Out of all these releases, I think she'll get, like, some of the, the more bigger spots. Yeah, I think uh, I think she could, I mean, obviously the first place people want to go is AEW. Um, I think she could help out that women's division a lot. Mm -hmm. She would be, uh, like, a Ty Conti. She just... Again, rejected by the NXT system, going allow to uh, being allowed to grow into a star. I think she would help out that women's division a lot. I think she would absolutely flourish in Impact Wrestling right now. I think she could absolutely mm -hmm. thrive in that women's division. Um, I could see her go to Ring of Honor. I know they are making a a very strong push to um, increase viewership 
to Women of Honor. I believe they have a show every Wednesday uh, strictly for the women's mm-hmm. roster. I know Maria Canales or Maria Bennett, she's a she's big on social media, pushing that, promoting that. Um, so I could see her going there. Uh, an MLW, like you said. I mean, the wrestling landscape with a lot of these people being released, they're the good thing about today is there are no shortage of options. Yeah, and especially with everything starting to open up, I mean, there's just going to be, you know, people are going to be looking for uh, people to bring in. So, speaking of things opening up, uh, WWE announces the return to live touring starting July 16th for an episode of Friday Night SmackDown in Houston, Texas. Um, this was, like, big news. Uh, I think we all expected it once AEW announced their return to touring or live TV tapes tapings um i think it's smart of them to start things off with friday night smackdown since it's their a show yeah i'm i'm really excited to have it back um i know aew announced they're going back to regular crowds um i think ring ring of honor announced that they're going to do a pay-per-view in front of a live crowd uh wwe they had wrestlemania they did it first live crowd um and now they're going back to touring regularly we're getting back to normal I'm happy to see it. Um, I hope people are taking it seriously, going and getting vaccinated before going to these shows. Um, it's it's long overdue. We're all fatigued from the COVID pandemic. Uh, just please do your part. Go get vaccinated. Let's get this behind us. We're we're right there. We're right at the light at the end of the tunnel. We're about to go through it. Let's just. Let's just get through it, get back to normal, go back to living our lives and enjoying the things that we enjoy. But yeah, everybody get vaccinated and all that. Uh, these shows are going to be pretty big, I think. You know, the fans are going to be crazy because, you know, WrestleMania is usually like people traveling in. But now we're going to see people just staying home and being able to go to shows. And uh, Houston, Houston's always like a big market for them. So, yeah, I could see some some cool things happening there and the crowd being like wild. And with the uh Bigger shows like WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, uh, all coming back to live audiences. It's going to trickle down to these indie promotions, um, and I'm really happy for them. Like uh, my the local uh, wrestling company I go and see is First Wrestling. They're a they're a company that really uh, prides itself on its relationship with its fans. Um, and they didn't cave like I saw other indie promotions do, uh, where it's just like COVID be damned. We're going to have people there maskless. Um, Eric Cannon, he's the head promoter and founder of First Wrestling. Uh, I, I kind of view him as like the godfather of independent wrestling. He did everything safe. Um, did socially distance. Everyone was required to wear masks. Uh, talent had to get tested before... Uh, any any events uh there was plexiglass in between fans and talent after the shows for like meet and greets um just all the credit in the world to companies like that who took the safety of their fans and talent over profits and money um and i'm just i'm really happy for the companies like that they're going to be able to open open their shows back up soon and uh really just get back to that uh, that fan and talent and promotion relationship that uh, we've been missing for so long. Yeah, I'm definitely happy for the talent that works in these because, you know, this year must have been just 
hard as hell for them. Um, so being able to for all them to go back to work, make some money, uh, it's going to be good for the entire business and the fans. So it's just a win-win. Yeah, and I mean, the thing is, I mean, you did have indie wrestlers who were able to succeed through the pandemic. Um, but for every Dan Housen, mm-hmm. there's going to be there's going to be like 200 indie wrestlers who aren't at that level, who aren't going to be able to make that living off of their Patreon, off of their pro wrestling tea store. Um, so it's, I'm, I'm really thrilled for them. I hope that the majority of them, if not all of them are able to make a comeback and just pick up right where they left off and be able to earn a living doing what they love for themselves and their families. Definitely. All right. So Let's get into some AEW news. Uh, this first thing I have my notes is kind of weird. I kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't really expect it, but it's that the AEW vice presidents are reportedly not on speaking terms, um, whatever that means. Um, I'm not sure if this is even like I, it came from Wade Keller. I don't know how like um, what do you call it? Like how much people look to him and like how much truth he tells but right i mean if it is true that's kind of crazy right because they're only what a year in i mean we kind of expect it right stuff like this happens but i wonder how big it really is well it doesn't take a whole lot of rocket science to uh figure out who the uh who the person outside the circle is um (laughs) i mean you you watch the bte's uh just i mean you just watch aew and I mean, Kenny, the Bucks, I mean, they're all, they're doing all these segments together. And you, you notice Cody is very far removed and none of his stories, I think since AEW started, mm-hmm. have lined up with any of the elites. Um, just, I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, maybe there isn't anything to it, um, but it has been something that I noticed. I, I didn't know they were at the point of not on speaking terms. Um, yeah, I just it, it, it's very strange. Um, maybe we'll hear more on it in the future. Just uh, you know, it's a, a, as a guy who got back into wrestling because of the Bullet Club. It's uh, you know, it's it uh, it sucks a little to hear that you know maybe Cody and and the Elite aren't on aren't on good terms, especially when you know those are your next next level below Tony Khan of the company. You hope that they can at least work professionally still. Uh, you know what? You bringing that up, I didn't even notice that till now. Like, they haven't been, like, involved that much together. Um, man, it's crazy. Uh, Cody's... The thing with Cody is I feel like he always had that kind of... Uh, I think he has just has that kind of personality, right? I mean, we've heard people talk about it in the past, like, behind the scenes, how he is. Uh, love him or hate him. Um, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of friends go through this, right? You have friends that you kind of have some issues with here and there. You don't talk for a little bit, but things always end up uh, working itself out. So hopefully it's not too big, and hopefully it doesn't ruin friendships. Right. And when you look at that Bullet Club dynamic, it was it was Kenny, it was the Bucks, it was Adam Cole. You know, it was it it, it was uh, the Good Brothers. It was and Cody was kind of the they brought him in and he was, you know, he kind of became that, that real popular name that really put him over. Um, 
I don't know if it was just, you know, him being brought in because of his name or if it was because they got along, but it's just in the last year or so, it, yeah, there none of the storylines are matching up together. Uh, you're not seeing Cody in any of the BTEs when before, you know, he was in the intro, he'd be, you know, uh, F the revival segments. Uh, I mean, God, BTE was so much fun for so long and I've just, I've really fallen off of it lately. Um, yeah, I I ha- I did meet Cody once at Starcast 3 in Chicago. Um and I will say he couldn't have been a nicer guy. I mean, the cameras were off and you know, he was taking pictures, interacting with every fan that he could. Um it, the security team had to come and get him and tell him no, we got to leave and to get him, you know, to leave and I mean, he 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 even paused and took one big group picture with the rest of the fans that were left who didn't get a picture with him. And uh, so from my limited experience with Cody, couldn't have been a nicer guy. Uh, I still got a shirt that he signed that day. Um, but obviously, I don't know what he's like backstage as a worker. You know, is is he difficult to work with? Is he that old school style of wrestler who's, you know, still doing the politics backstage and making sure his name's always at the top and making sure his character um you know, stays looking strong. I always, I always kind of joked about with, uh, with friends, like if there was ever a WWE versus, uh, AEW event, I mean, the obvious match to headline it would be Cody Rose versus Triple H, but that would never happen because I can't see either of those egos yeah. allowing the other one to put them over. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, man, this is crazy. Uh, a year in, we're already hearing stuff. Uh, hopefully it, Sizzle down. I think it will. I don't think this will get bigger than just you know rumors. Uh, it just takes time, you know. This you also have to remember this is working together like as you know in the wrestling industry is different than like trying to run a company together, you know. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens. But AEW had some big news. Uh, AEW announces that Dynamite's going to move to TBS along with a new show called Rampage that'll be held. On Fridays at 9 p.m. Central. Yeah, and uh, along with that, um, I did also hear that there will still be four TNT specials a year, like Blood and Guts, um, you know, their bash at the beach thing that they tried to do, but WWE put the kibosh on that due to copyright. Um, So Mm -hmm. they'll still be on TV, TNT, just not as frequently. Um, I guess it makes sense. You're not going to see them getting uh, bumped off due to like the NBA anymore. Um, yeah. And from what I've heard from uh, Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer, um, it sounds like this is a more lucrative deal for AEW that they're going to make more money because of this switch and that it's a confidence move from Turner broadcasting instead of a punishment um, where I guess TBS is more accessible to people uh, than TNT is. It's more households. And uh, I know TNT is the bigger name for me as a fan, uh, but from everything I'm hearing, this is a positive and not a negative. How did you take it? Yeah, I think the same way. I think I heard that they actually get more viewers. And I mean, like, one telling thing is that Conan was on TBS for years, and you don't bring in someone Mm -hmm. like Conan to do late night and put them on your, like, Right. lower end channel so yeah i think i think this move's going to be good for them but i, I know i heard tony khan said that, that it was either like add a third hour to dynamite or like add a new show so that's what ended up happening 
I don't think any wrestling. Yeah, I don't think any wrestling show needs to be three hours. Um, I just, I, I think that's, I think it waters your product down. Uh, maybe, maybe Tony Khan will be able to do it better. I know that three hours of Raw every Monday is just, it feels like a chore mm-hmm. instead of getting to watch wrestling, but it's also really bad creative. Um, so maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe AEW, it'll be fun to watch for three hours plus Rampage. Um, I'm just, I'm worried that they, I don't know. I mean, you've got AEW Dark, you've got AEW Dark Elevation. Um, it's, I, I'm worried that their product's going to get watered down and people are just going to get fatigued with it. Yeah. Um, I, I really like AEW being two hours. Um, but yeah, what, what do you think? You know, it's kind of happening fast, too, right? Like, them adding another show. Mm-hmm. I know um, yep. if you listen to 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff, he talks a lot about how when they were at the peak of Monday Night Nitro that, you know, Turner came in and said, well, we need another show. You know, just because the ratings were so high. Them adding Thunder kind of ruined what they had going because, you know, they had to stretch their talent out when their talent wasn't that deep. And I know AW have enough stars to carry two shows and even on top of that i don't know what the second show is gonna be like is it just gonna be like it can't be like squash matches like um dark or elevation so they're gonna have to actually put some time in storyline wise and things like that one thing i hope is that the women get like a bigger shot but other than that i don't man it's gonna be hard to see like a lot of positives coming out of this yeah, and there there was one more piece of AEW news I wanted to talk about, and that is we have a new TNT champion, and it is Miro. Uh, what did you think about Miro going over Darby Allen, and is this finally the version of Miro slash Rusev that we've been waiting to see? I was a bit like iffy about Miro winning. I know he's you know he left WWE and all that. I just don't know if his character is quite there yet. Like I feel like. He's still in that in-between between, like, am I Miro or are you still, still see me as Rusev? Um, I thought it was time to take the title off Darby, though. I feel like he had it, like, he had a good run and everything. So I felt it was the perfect time to take the title off. I just don't know if Miro was the right person to take it and where he goes from here. I will say his character before wasn't doing anything for me as, like, the best man. Um, but now that Kip is out with a uh, shoulder injury... Uh, I think it's going to give Miro more of a chance to shine, be his own guy. Um, and I like that that killer instinct that we've seen from Miro the last couple of weeks. Him going up against Lance Archer uh, at double or nothing for the TNT title, it's – I don't think either of them can afford to take a loss. I, I don't want to see Lance Archer lose again. I mean, he, he keeps ha- – they keep having to rebuild, reprogram uh, it, you know, to get him back to this top to make him like this big deal. But he's lost to Cody. He's lost to Moxley. You have him lose to Miro, too, and it's just, I, I, I don't know. But it's too early in Miro's run to take the title off him. Yeah, definitely. I don't, they they booked themselves in a corner with that one. Um, yeah, it's, they they booked themselves into a corner, but I will say it, it should be a hell of a match. I'm really looking forward to, because these are two big guys that can go. And normally the problem is when you put two big guys together, uh, is you're not going to see a lot, but Rusev is incredibly athletic. Lance Archer is incredibly athletic. Um, I, I think it's going to be a hell of a match and could end up being the match of the night uh, or, or the show stealer for that double or nothing card. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, in AEW, they usually get the time, so 
I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a good match. Um, and hopefully it shows us a different side to Miro. All right, so let's get into some other news outside of AEW. One of the sad things that happens was AEW, ECW original New Jack passed away. Yeah, um, my uh, a buddy of mine who was on the independent scene for a while um, worked with New Jack before. Um, and he, he's got a funny story that he would always tell people about New Jack. Because, um, you know, New Jack had this reputation as being this this guy that you didn't mess with um and i guess my buddy he was you know blocking a door because he thought a fan was trying to get in and you know he and a couple guys they're they're like laughing about it and then new jack comes through the door and he was the guy that they were blocking the door of and uh he said he said you could hear like all four of them like the immediate like change in the room how it just went cold and hey hey new jack what's up and I guess he was cool with it. But uh, New Jack just kind of had that reputation, that personality. You didn't mess with him, love him or hate him. Uh, the guy certainly had his share of controversies in uh, in wrestling. Um, I did see a post from his daughter. Um, I, I guess they had become estranged. Mm-hmm. They hadn't had much of a relationship later on in her life. And... Um, she had said that she was told that he had watched one of her last shows and was very proud of her. And, um, you know, she had gone on to say that she forgives him and that she loves him. And it it was pretty emotional. So to see, you know, it it reminds you that you don't know when your last day is. I don't think anybody saw this coming. Um, And for men, like, I think the tough guy thing is overrated. I mean, to not have a relationship with your daughter um, because you're too proud or whatever may have happened there. Um, you don't know when your last day is. You don't know when your last time to say goodbye to somebody is. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope for New Jack's family that uh, they're doing OK, that they get through the grieving process and are able to uh, look at New Jack positively you know and remember the good things like you'd try to do in any death yeah definitely this is a sad situation um personally i didn't know a lot about new jack until i saw his uh dark side of the ring um episode um which kind of shed a light a lot of light on him and not just certain sides of him you know you got to see a lot more of him um yeah just sad situation it always sucks when someone in the wrestling industry passes because you know it kind of happens pretty often um and this would be a young age. Yep. Yeah. To another kind of uh, crappy situation, uh, Will Ospreay had to vacate the IWGP heavyweight title due to a neck injury. Um, man, he was like, this was kind of his like time, right? He finally got the heavyweight title. Um, things were on up and up, and he gets injured. Yeah, this one sucked. And I know we don't talk about New Japan too much on the show, um, but I, I try to keep tabs on it from a distance. Will Ospreay, he, uh, you know, he has been committed to New Japan for years and years. And, like, they finally yeah. showed some commitment in him putting the IWGP heavyweight title on him. And I thought he was thriving as that main event guy. And just injury happens. Um, it's a neck injury. He's going to be out for a while. And uh, hopefully he's able to come back. I mean, he's still young. I think he's, I think he's 27, 28. Um, so he's still got a lot of years left in him, yeah. but, uh, we will, and 
and how much he's evolved from you know who he used to be. He used to be the aerial assassin, and he he bulked up, completely changed his move set, mm-hmm. and I mean the guy. You see the wrestlers who are able to evolve from their younger years to to grow their characters, to grow their move sets, to grow their style. Those are the ones that are going to succeed, and I think Will Ospreay will too once he comes back. Yeah, definitely. I hope, I hope it's not something that's going to keep him out for too, too long. And I hope it's not something that kind of just, you know, gives him problems for the rest of his career, you know, because neck, neck injuries are a really big deal. So hopefully he comes back for a minute, come back stronger, and doesn't have any issues anymore when he comes back. With our final little bit of news here, um, Andrade and Kenny Omega for the AAA Mega title at Triple Mania was made official. Yeah, and this is something I'm looking forward to. I haven't seen a lot of Triple Mania events. Uh, I have watched, you know, mm-hmm. anything with Kenny Omega in it or the Young Bucks, just, you know, being that Bullet Club fan. Um, but this is definitely piqued my interest to a point where I'm going to have to find a way to watch Triple Mania because I want to see this match. I think it's I think it's an early match of the year contender, uh, and it hasn't even happened yet. Yeah, this match is going to kind of it's going to be insane. I think they're going to just pull out all the stops. Um, <laughs> who do you think is going to win this match? Because, you know, and drive. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. Uh, I know Kenny has, you know, his carrying all the gold like kind of thing going on right now. But I feel like Triple A is finally at the point where they're like, well, you've had the title for a while. Let's go ahead and give it to someone who will be able to work here uh, more often. You know what I mean? Yep, and I think Andrade is a big enough name where it doesn't hurt Kenny much if he loses clean to Andrade. Yeah. Um, and and you don't see Kenny, you know, sporting the AAA title at AEW much, if at all. Uh, he, he's not bringing it with him in Impact. Um, so I mean, if you're not gonna have it as part of your belt collection thing, I mean, other than the occasional promo where he brings it up and nobody's seeing it, mm-hmm. you know, there's no point in having it. Um. I would like to see Andrade get the win here. I think he's a big enough name. And I think that he's somebody that uh, he can put AAA on his back and grow that promotion. Yeah, definitely. Uh, do you think they will bring, like, the build to this match to AW? Do you think there'll be some things that happens on AW um, to help build this match? I sure hope so. What's the date for Triple Mania? Um, I believe it's in June. Now, I think it's in the middle of June. Okay, so not a lot of time. I don't, I don't know if they haven't yet. I I don't know. I would like to see it. Um, but other than like Twitter interactions, I haven't seen much build from the, you know, AEW and I've seen Kenny talk about it a little bit on Twitter, um Andrade obviously with his promo. So, it's in August. So, they have plenty of time. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, they got time then. So, yeah, we we definitely could. Uh, I would like to see Andrade come out. Um, I know AEW and AAA, they've got kind of this loose working relationship. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see Andrade come out and and take out Kenny on AEW and make a statement. I really would. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like even just having like face-to-face kind of stuff, you know, even promos, because AEW does a really good job like in their um, like their promo department, their vignettes. So they bring Andrade yeah. and do a couple uh, packages with him and Kenny, and I think it'll be awesome. Man, the match is going to be crazy, so I hope the build is as good or even better than the match is. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be, I, I see a 47-minute match, you know, somewhere around there, just five-star classic. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. 
you have anything else you want to talk about? No, I think that covers it for uh, this recap. Um, we've got our double or nothing. Uh, we'll do our prediction show this coming week. And then we've got another show mm -hmm. uh, that we're going to do with our first guest. Um, you'll see that when when uh, that comes up. We've gotten him to commit to um, commit to this weekend to be on the show. Really looking forward to that. We're just going to work out the uh, technical aspects of that and then excited to bring you a show with uh, our first guest. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be exciting. I'm definitely excited for the stuff we have coming up. And uh, I guess that does it for this episode of the Practice Squad Dropper Podcast. We will see you all next time.